0: Welcome to the Health Leaders Women in Healthcare Leadership Podcast, sponsored by Bank of America. I'm Melanie Blackman, Strategy Editor for Health Leaders. In uncertain times, one thing is certain. Bank of America Healthcare Banking is by your side with the resources, solutions, and vision to see you through drawing on decades of experience serving hospitals, healthcare facilities, and institutions. We deliver smart solutions that make it easier to do business and the expertise to help you take on what's next. Joining me today is Carrie Schroeder, a credit executive for Bank of America. In her role, Carrie leads a national team of credit professionals responsible for delivering an array of capital raising, working capital, and risk management solutions to clients in the healthcare sector. Carrie, thank you so much for being here. Hi, Melanie. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Today, we'll be talking about connecting and supporting women in healthcare leadership, a roundtable discussion health leaders hosted and Bank of America sponsored in March. Carrie accompanied four women C suite executives of hospitals and health systems in the roundtable discussion where they shared their thoughts on mentorship and sponsorship, how they found their voices as leaders, and their organization's networking opportunities. Those leaders include Tanya S. Blackman, Executive Vice President and Chief Diversity, Inclusion, and Equity Officer of Novant Health, Mary Jo Cagle, Chief Operating Officer and Incoming Chief Executive Officer of Cone Health, Amy Claiborne, Chief Human Resources Officer of Dartmouth-Hitchcock, and Kelly Jo Golson, Chief Marketing Officer of Advocate Aurora Health. I'm looking forward to our conversation, Carrie. So the Women in Healthcare Leadership Roundtable discussion was filled with great insights and advice that left me inspired. What advice given to those aspiring to be healthcare executive leaders
1: inspired you the most,
0: and what advice would you add?
1: a great question Melanie um, you know one of the things that Amy Claiborne shared on this topic really struck me she recommended that people who are seeking leadership roles ask for a seat at the table and I think that's spot-on and I would offer that advice to anyone who wants to lead regardless of their field. by and large those in our organizations who move into leadership positions are people who show initiative who invite themselves into conversations, who are curious about and want to contribute to solving the problems and challenges that the organization faces. And they're the people who influence and develop others around them. So I I think the key message there is that you don't have to be in a leadership position to be a leader in the organization and to demonstrate those capabilities.
0: And what stood out to you as the biggest takeaways from the discussion around mentorship and sponsorship, and what stood out to you about networking?
1: I think when you read between the lines of what each of these women said, it it boils down to a simple idea, and it's maybe kind of a scary idea. You know, sponsorship uh, and the ability to sponsor one another is power. But it's also true that we're not entitled to sponsorship, and not everyone in an organization is necessarily going to get it. Sponsorship is something that has to be earned. But on the other hand, it also shouldn't be rare. Uh, Mary Jo Cagle talked about the fact that women leaders should not be afraid to to wield and use the power that we've earned in our organizations. And, And I would take that even a step further. I think that those of us who have reached a point in our career where we have the ability to sponsor and influence the career of others have an obligation, both to our up and coming talent, um, but also to the organizations that we work for to reach down and help pull others up. And sponsorship is one of the most powerful ways that we can do that. And you know, when it comes to, to networking, uh, on the other hand, uh, it's interesting how many of us had the same experience or the same point of view early in our career. That belief that if we just put our heads down and kept our nose to the grindstone and delivered the results, that that was enough. That eventually that effort would be noticed uh, and, and we would be presented with opportunities. But I think we all found out, and and, and most people do, uh, that just working hard and doing a good job often isn't enough. And so networking becomes a, a big part of what it takes to really be successful in a career, building those relationships, getting to know people around you and in the organization, and making sure that they have a chance to know you and what you want to do, and really kind of opens the doors and creates the opportunities to move into other roles and, and other positions within the organization. Networking isn't necessarily something that comes easily to everyone. Uh, and I think sometimes for women it's even harder to feel that sense of belonging, that belief that you know you should be part of the circular conversation, particularly in those situations where you might be the only one. Uh, and that's where sort of you know all these things that we talked about about how to find common ground and common interests are are such an important part of networking. It's truly not optional it's it's networking is something that we all have to do.
0: when everyone shared their out of the box ways of networking, I love what you shared about how you've used interesting stories from your life to get a conversation started, including sharing stories about your heritage and how you drove a dump truck to put yourself through college. What other practices shared do you think are important to note?
1: You know, it's it's funny. Um, I think each of us has found different ways of sort of opening that door and and starting the conversation um, when we're meeting people for the first time. Some talked about uh, their love of sports and and using sports as sort of a a universal topic uh, as an icebreaker. And for others, it's just a matter of, uh, you know, asking questions and and showing interest in others. You know, the reality is is that sometimes those first conversations can be awkward. And and so the best advice that I can give is just to be genuine. And most people, when it comes right down to it, love to talk about themselves, they love to talk about their work. Uh, And if you show an interest, ask questions, and open up, share a little bit about yourself, Oftentimes that leads to a more engaging conversation, a more interesting conversation that then you can deepen and take further. But it it really is all about finding those nuggets of common ground that at the end of the day, we all share somewhere.
0: And when talking about mentorship and sponsorship during the roundtable, you made a great distinction saying that a sponsor is someone who takes personal risk on your behalf by advocating for opportunities and advancement. While mentors can be a great sounding board and can provide support, what stuck out to you in the conversation about mentorship and sponsorship being important for leaders and those aspiring
1: to be leaders? You know, I, I think it, it really does break down uh, to the, what I what I started with at the beginning. That um, you know, sponsorship is not necessarily an entitlement. It truly is something that has to be earned. For somebody to be willing to sponsor you to stick their neck out on your behalf, they need to have some trust that that confidence is warranted so that they know that they are putting their reputation on the line for somebody who is going to deliver, who who really does have the qualities and characteristics that we are are looking for as people rise up in our organizations. But as much as we talk about the, the benefits of sponsorship and how that accrues to the candidates, the other thing that I, I've been thinking a lot about is that there are oftentimes just as many benefits to the sponsor. And, you know, when I think about the, the course of my career, there are few things uh, that I have experienced that are as rewarding as seeing someone who you've mentored and developed and invested in kind of come into their own uh, and really grow in, in the organization and be successful. All of our jobs at the end of the day in some form or fashion involve taking and managing and mitigating risk. So sponsorship is just one kind of risk. It's staking your word, your reputation on someone else, someone that you believe in. And, you know, I I did experience this firsthand early in my career. An executive at our company took a personal interest in me and really advocated to create a spot on his team for me to step into my first leadership role. I, I wasn't quite 30 years old at the time. And that was something that I think a lot of people would have been reluctant to do. I give him a tremendous amount of credit for his willingness to take that risk on me. And I challenge myself every day to make sure that I am taking enough risk on talent in our organization and creating opportunities for people. And when that goes well, there's nothing quite so powerful and rewarding as a leader than, than seeing somebody who, again, who you've developed really spread their wings and be successful.
0: During the roundtable, participants shared how their organization helps women advance to leadership roles. Can you share ways Bank of America helps support future women leaders and any grassroots networking programs that Bank of America is involved in?
1: Before I get into networking programs, um, you know, one of one of the most important ways. Uh, I think that we really develop leadership for women is number one, we have to first of all be a great place for women to work. And that means investing in our teammates. It means uh, creating and providing really great benefits and programs that support the diverse needs of our employees through all of the stages of their life, whether that's you know reimbursement for family planning, uh, childcare benefits, flexible work schedules, The things that will make it possible for women to continue to be devoted to their careers uh, while they're also progressing in their family life. Once they're here, we have tremendous programs that invest in women. Uh, We have the Women's Executive Development Program. And the goal of this is is really to take female leaders who show potential as future business leaders or or C-suite level executives uh, to engage them, develop them, and retain them and support their career advancement. We have our, our Women Ready to Lead program, which is focused on specifically on building a community of multicultural female talent. And then we have a, a number of employee networks that are focused on women. The two largest, LEAD for Women, LEAD uh, stands for Leadership, Education, Advocacy, and Development. That is our largest employee network in the company, with over 36,000 members in 60 chapters. And it's really dedicated to connecting, developing, and elevating women to help them make meaningful contributions within our company and within the communities that they serve. We also have a a similar program, the Women's Exchange, uh, that was started in the corporate bank and provides some of those same benefits. And then finally, we have a a bit of a grassroots organization that we built out a few years ago that a number of us got together uh, and really wanted to do more to advance the women around us. And and we call this Power of Ten. And the steering committee of Power of Ten is is 10 senior women in the organization who then agreed to create circles of 10 women around us that we wanted to invest in and develop. And that has grown to be just a tremendous Organic grassroots organization that provides support for women in the in the workplace, uh, and it's grown to touch over a thousand women in our organization today. So those are just a few examples uh, of ways we're investing in women. Uh, I'm really proud to work for a company that really values women. Fifty percent of our work, global workforce is female. Thirty-two percent of our global management team is is female. So uh, we are we are doing our best uh, to walk the walk and talk the talk. That's great.
0: Well, Carrie, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been wonderful speaking with you again. Thanks, Melanie. I enjoyed it. I appreciate it. Thank you to Bank of America for sponsoring today's episode. And thank you to our listeners for joining us on the Health Leaders Women in Healthcare Leadership podcast. Until next time, keep taking care of your patients and each other.